0: My story and journey of how i've gone from being a very normal human just going about her life to the point where i'm here sharing the story of how i became a writer a racer and adventurer
1: the video presenter show show what you know learn from experts how to transform words into great video presentations The Video Presenter Show. Hello, welcome to the Video Presenter Show by Bigview. We are here to help you transform words into impact by being the best presenter you can be. Learn valuable tips and tricks from public speakers and experts in communication, how to get your messages across more efficiently. Receive advice on everything from storytelling to social media marketing. It's time to take your presentations to the next level. Hello everyone. So right now, let's welcome uh, Vanessa Rock, aka the girl on the bike. So, Vanessa, how are you?
0: Hey, welcome to, to the video. Thanks so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here, chatting away.
1: <laughs> this is an honor. I mean, you have a great story. I mean, you you went from uh from an accident, a very painful accident, to right now to be able to overcome all your challenges, take up a camera and tell your story all the way through to have an amazing channels all over social media and YouTube and just an example. And uh, all of us here, I uh, would love to hear your story.
0: Hello everybody. I'm Vanessa Ruck, also known as the girl on a bike. And I would describe myself as a motorcycle rider, racer, and adventurer. And today I'm here to talk to you about my story and journey of how I've gone from being a very normal human just going about her life to the point where I'm here sharing the story of how I became a racer, a racer and adventurer. Now, I am very much addicted to life on two wheels, and it doesn't really matter what sort of motorbike it is, whether it's enduro, hard enduro, trials bike, ADV, or more recently, rally, I get a lot of satisfaction and enjoyment out of life on two wheels. So You can find me on all the different social media channels as the girl on a bike. I'd love for you to look me up and join the journey. Here are a couple of moments from the last year that I'm particularly proud of. And I have started racing in the last couple of years. So this is me. The middle photo is me on the finish line of a race called Red Bull Romaniacs, which is kind of known to be one of the toughest hard enduro rallies in the world and i survived made it to the finish line it was gruelling sweaty hard definitely some swear words at my bike in some of the extreme conditions in the carpathian mountains in romania there's also some pictures from me racing in rally the rally in morocco where i was facing huge sand dunes bigger than a couple of stories as in building wise like absolutely terrifying. Some of the peak temperatures in a race I did in Qatar were 45 degrees, which is quite hot to be on a motorcycle racing. Now, hashtag because I can is sort of a bit of the energy I'm trying to put out there to show that, you know, a lot is possible if you put the work and time. Now, the way that a lot of the time social media can present things, it makes it look like life is very shiny, amazing, perfect, and how lucky am I? getting to do all of that racing which I am but what I really want to emphasize here is that social media isn't always as shiny and amazing as it looks and there's a lot of maybe misrepresentation on some channels on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube etc so I want you to just take a moment to realize that actually you know what life isn't perfect and amazing. Let's talk a little bit about what happened to me in 2014 that has brought me on the journey to being a rider before we go into the detail of that let's go back a little bit further in time so cue some like go back in time music and let's have a look at what life for me was like prior to the accident because it really was pretty different and gives you a little bit of an idea of quite how life changing that day in 2014 was so prior to 2014 I was an absolute adrenaline junkie I lived for sports It was all about pushing myself physically and mentally. I was a kite surfer, so the top two photos were my main sport. I lived to chase the wind. I was incredibly fit. I could jump on my bicycle and cycle 100 miles just for fun or do three sets of 13 pull-ups. And if I could go back in time, I wish probably taken a couple more moments to appreciate quite how lucky I was with my body because, for one, it didn't hurt. Now, If we go forward to the 25th of March 2014, it was normal Tuesday. I'd finished in the office for the day. I got on my bicycle. I wasn't an active motorcycle rider at the time. got on my bicycle and I started pedalling away down the road. I was actually on the way to the lake to meet my husband and some friends to go wakeboarding for the evening. I got about a mile down the road and... Traffic lights turned green in front of me. Amazing. I'm pedalling on through and unfortunately a car coming the other way decided not to stop at their red light and they cut straight across in front of me, leaving me with nowhere to go. And bam. Like that. earth as I knew it changed. Now, I wasn't a bleeding mess. Um, I wasn't scraped up off the road by paramedics. But I did go to hospital in an ambulance and was discharged later that night with bruising Now, if we fast forward seven years, uh, I'm coming up to the eight-year anniversary now, but seven years was really the bulk of my recovery. In those seven years, I had seven surgeries, pretty much one a year, and I've now got a reconstructed right shoulder and right hip. So if you think about the diagnosis of bruising versus the actual reality of what happened to my body in that impact, it gives you a little bit more of an understanding of quite how much of a battle it's been trying to get my body back to a point where... Ultimately, I could be pain-free. I've had to readjust my expectations and pain-free isn't something that's realistic for my body. But instead, setting my goal on getting to a point where I can be active and at least get out there and do my best. Managing the pain, but still making the most of the fact that I'm still alive. And I'm lucky enough that I am able to keep pushing on, even managing the pain. So here is a selection of photos from across the years and there's been a lot of pain, a lot of time stuck in bed looking at that same really annoying ceiling above my bed. Uh, One thing I quite like looking at these photos is the reoccurrence of my teddy because no one is too old to have a teddy bear and he was a really great comfort in some pretty dark times. So physically I've got a reconstructed right shoulder and right hip and the physical recovery has taken a lot of energy months of rehabilitation lots of time in bed and it's been painful but if i'm completely honest with you the mental health recovery has actually been harder than the physical recovery i was diagnosed with multiple mental health disorders in the aftermath of the accident one of those was fear of the road And another one was change disorder. So for me, change disorder led to me no longer seeing me as me. This broken, pathetic, useless body that I was in. It wasn't me. I couldn't relate to it. Vanessa was this fit, strong, capable person from before the accident. And it wasn't me. I actually talked about myself in the third person, which was incredibly strange for other people because they were like, wait, what? Who's Vanessa? I thought you were Vanessa. And I got to a point where I realised... I needed help and I wasn't okay. And I'm really proud of myself for the fact that I got help. And I think for anyone who's battling anything, asking for help is a huge sign of strength. So I got help and it didn't happen overnight. It certainly didn't. I wish I could say there was a magic help button, but with a lot of time and healing and processing, I got to a point where I didn't necessarily learn to love my body but I learned to accept my body. And that acceptance is incredibly important in the process of recovery in a journey because without accepting your situation, you really can't equip yourself to, to heal, to look after the body, to give it what it needs and to work your way through through that recovery. So I guess I really want to emphasize that life isn't perfect. And if we link back to the world that we sometimes see on social media, it can be very easy to reflect on our own lives and wish our life was like somebody else's because theirs looks so perfect and amazing and shiny in their Instagram squares. But the reality is, is that every single one of us has battles and challenges and things that make us want to just give up and have really bad days. And it's completely normal. So when you are struggling, tough times, remember that you're not alone everybody is battling things and life really isn't perfect but with some of the tools that we're going to chat through in a bit hopefully it will help you cope with some of those situations um basically is sort of my my step for that a couple of years after the accident some harley davidsons came into the world and i was at a point where on the roller coaster the ups and the downs were highs where i was a little bit more active maybe able to get onto a motorcycle lows where I was bed bound and I couldn't and it was up and down every year and one of the higher points of the roller coaster I was able to get on a motorcycle and so my husband and I decided to go out on Harleys and we ended up buying two Harleys which was a a very big early midlife crisis as far as I sort of reflect on it Uh, but the best decision that we've made in my mental health recovery so this day here was huge this was our first adventure on the Harley Davidsons we went about six miles from the house because that's all my body could handle but I was out of the house so we had a barbecue we had some wine I'm eating courgette there but I promise you we had some steak as well and it was the most uplifting experience I was out of the house I wasn't in bed okay for Vanessa pre-accident it would have been a really lame Friday night but for where I was in my life and the journey that I was on at that moment it was incredible and I felt really alive and it was a bit of an awakening for me because while it wasn't what I wanted to be doing wasn't what I wish I could have in my life actually you know what in that moment I had a lot to be grateful for and it was a new sense of gratitude and control over my own mindset that started and then when I was back bedbound again, it helped me realise that actually, you know what, even in those really dark moments, there's always something to find to be grateful for, whether it's being able to have a nice sweet taste of mango or listening to the birds outside my window, putting on my favourite country music, just little things that could lift my spirits just ever so slightly and help me stay a little bit more positive through the situation that I was facing. Goal setting has been a really important part of my recovery. So I think for anyone battling anything, whether it's a twisted ankle or um, struggles with work or being hit by a car and having major surgery, goal setting enables you to focus on striving forwards and achieving things. When I first decided to get an off-road motorcycle, I was bedbound. After my third surgery of seven and I woke up one morning and I decided, I know, I want a dirt bike. And my husband was like, what? Like, look at you. Thankfully, I've got a really supportive husband. So surround yourself with supportive people who will believe in you and say yes to your crazy ideas. That's another good tip. And we went out and got me an off-road road cycle. It was a, an old little Yamaha and it was five months until I could even sit on it. And there were a lot of moments where I lay in that bed and I thought about riding this bike and it was like trying to eat an elephant. I just couldn't fathom how I was going to be able to get on this bike. You know, I couldn't even walk to the toilet on my own. And so that's where big goals and little goals come into really helping you with your recovery and your achieving big things. So I had to set up some smaller goals. So things like making it to the toilet on my own so I didn't have to pee on myself in a bedpan. Um, Making it downstairs to have dinner, that was a really big one. I felt like a proper adult going downstairs and not having dinner. Managing to put my own socks on, it's ridiculous how far away your feet are when you can't move. (laughs) So I had lots of smaller goals that enabled me to have little things to celebrate and congratulate myself and feel like I was making progress. Little quick wins that could lift your spirits and stretch you and get you on your journey towards the big goals so this was my first bike and actually that's me there is was me going out and trying to wash my bike before I could even begin to think about trying to get on it I'm stood there with my crutches but for me mentally that was huge because I was doing something that was making me feel like I was progressing like I was there on my journey so goal setting is a really important part of keeping yourself motivated giving yourself things to celebrate and helping you strive forwards in those moments where you're just lying there feeling like everything is impossible because there were certainly days where I did not have the energy to even contemplate trying to get out of bed. I hurt too much to want to do my physio, but that bike was sat there as a reminder of what I was working towards. and It really helped me. It also made me realise that you are the only one that has the power to take control of what you need to do. Even if I was a multi-million dollar football player, I don't know why I'm thinking of football, but someone with a lot of money and support behind them, even on that level, they couldn't pay someone to do their physio. You have to get up and do the work yourself. And it applies to so much in life. Yes, there's a huge support network out there and that there's people we can ask help from but at the end of the day we need to get up and do the work ourselves so for three months after each one of my five hip surgeries I had to go to the swimming pool for 20 minutes six days a week and the swimming pool was freezing like I would do my icing which is the picture on the right here and I'd be freezing cold I'd had to ice half an hour seven times a day so I'd get up I'd ice and then I had to go to the swimming pool and walk in the pool for 20 minutes and I was just too cold I didn't want to do it So I then thought, you know what? Get rid of your excuse, wear your wetsuit. And I was that crazy blonde girl walking up and down for 20 minutes every morning in the swimming pool and I got some crazy looks. But you know what? I didn't care. Because it doesn't matter what other people thought. What was important was that I was doing what I needed to do for my recovery. I was Getting rid of the excuses and I was doing the work. And so it's really important to remember that if you want to reach your goals, you need to get up each day. And even if it's a tiny step, but do something towards them. Ask for help when you need it. Surround yourself by good people that believe in you and will support you. But you really need to do the work at the end of the day. And I'm not going to go through all of the different surgeries and the ups and downs, because it would get a little bit boring. (laughs) But you get the idea that I had a lot of surgeries, so this was me back in bed again. And each time I was back in bed, having found my love for life on two wheels, I was really determined to try and get back out riding and find ways to make that happen. So changing the style of riding, practicing things in the garage. And after one of my surgeries, for two months before I was able to take the step of actually turning the engine on, I just went out to the garage and stood on my motorcycle and it sounds so lame but for my brain I was on a bike and actually by standing and practicing to balance on the bike my husband would hold the front and be ready to catch it and I just practiced balancing it was really good core stability for my rehab and actually once I then started riding again having got to a point where I could balance on the bike stationary for 15 minutes which was my personal best I'm quite proud of that It helped me with my riding because my balance was so much better. So I was using that downtime and making it feel like I was making progression. And so I had lots of surgeries. Teddy was always with me, which was a huge help. I want to really drive the importance of the fact that you need to drive your own change. It can be very easy to have self-pity and feel sorry for yourself and want to give up. But if you give up, it's the end. You've just got to try and find a little bit of energy, find little things to put smiles on your face, set some goals and really try and drive your own change. So how does video come into all of this? I suppose it's probably worth having a little bit of a chat backwards and forwards to uh, how video is being an important part of sharing my story. So I started my social media channels when I was bed bound after one of my head surgeries I'll be completely honest with you. I wasn't in a good place mentally. I was very much struggling with the situation that I was in. And I started them in the hope that I might be able to find some other people going through some battles. And maybe we could help each other. Maybe we could share what we've learned. And I then started posting initially photos of me prior to the accident. So look how cool I used to be. I could snowboard and kite surf and do all this stuff. And then I ran out of photos and was like, oh what do I do now? I can't exactly make anything cool now. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to be real. I'm going to be honest and I'm going to share exactly what I'm going through. And that is where I've started to use photo and video to share the journey. I've shared the ups and the downs, the challenges. You know what the days where I'm actually crying and I can't process the pain and I want to give up? And I've also shared, you know, the days where I've been working hard and I've actually reached my goals and I've had a good day and I've won a race or something like that. So it's about sharing the reality. And I think videos really helped me do that because with the power of an iPhone, I use an iPhone, an Insta360, and a GoPro, I've been able to have the ability to capture wherever I am on the back of a bike, muddy in Iceland, the content creation has been possible. And I've been able to share the realities of what I'm going through. Even out in the desert in, in Qatar, I've been able to capture those moments through the technology that we have now.
1: Thank you very much, Vanessa. It was a very inspirational story. Keep going, uh, what, what you do, and especially do videos. And uh, all the people that uh, are here watching, use uh, Big View uh, to tell your story because uh, there's no better way. So, thank you, Verenza. We're very glad to have you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Amazing. Bye, to, to everyone. I hope you enjoy it, and I'll see you in the next workshop. Bye bye. The Video Presenter Show is an interactive space for entrepreneurs, business owners, marketers, and anyone who wants to improve their presentation skills, Big View is your TV studio in your pocket. The video presenter show show what you know. Learn from experts how to transform words into great video presentation the video present show